Yeah, we don't want nobody telling us what to do. We don't want nobody pushing us around. I apologize. But tell me, just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. We want to be free to ride. We want to be free to ride our machines without being hassled by the man. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Now you are. No, now you are. There we go. Now the meters went boom, 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 go. boom. Back to my room, <laughs> where we can do it all night. Yeah, yeah. We, I don't know if you figured it out yet on the biker's lifestyle, but we just sort of fucking wing it. Are just, we winging it right now? We're winging it right now. <laughs> we're we're on and live, man. We've been yeah. re- recording. I'm dirty. I'm this tank. Is the biker's lifestyle podcast. If you don't know by now, then I don't know what the fuck you're even doing here. Yeah, Did you just... stumble? Are you looking for like a cooking show on YouTube and you were like, hey, what's this What's this Biker Lifestyle podcast? Maybe they know how to make a, a fantastic fajita. We don't. Maybe you do. I can't even say it right. I call them fajitas. No, they're fajitas. Fajita. Yeah. Oh. It's just like it's jalapeno, not jalapenos. <laughs> but you knew that. Yeah, yeah. Cooking show. Or maybe we can do a how-to on, uh, I don't know. You can do how-to on anything on freaking YouTube nowadays. You can. That's the. I am an ASC certified mechanic because of YouTube. How to use a flathead screwdriver. That's right. Ten of, yeah, how to make it into a shank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. where some of our listener base, that's what they would go to, is how to make a shank. Oh, how do I, I make... stab somebody? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's talk about that. My Prison voice just cracked. Sweet. Prisoners slashing people Both. with screwdrivers. Both. Yeah. Let's talk about how you don't have to be a hardcore badass to be a fucking biker. And I think that's important because a lot of people, I don't know, they, and I I always circle back to this because I kind of, I, I hate to say this, but I, I kind of want this to be, this podcast to be somewhat informative for maybe a younger type dude that's getting into motorcycle riding. To not think that every single old guy, myself included, with gray hair, is like some chiseled asshole that's just going to fuck yeah. with them. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's assholes out there, and there's assholes everywhere. <laughs> but for the most part, it's being a biker isn't just trying to be some hard-ass fucking dude that fucking gives away the fucking evil eye every time he fucking gets off his bike and, you know, oh, what are you looking at, fucker? You know? It's yeah, we don't that. we we don't have regular jobs. We don't. Yeah, we, I've I have never been to prison, been to jail, but <laughs> I've never been to prison. Uh, you know, I had a little weekend stay in county. Yeah, you know, those happen. Yeah, yeah. I've never killed anybody with a fucking. You I, know, I've thought about killing. Yeah, I think we all have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never never killed anybody for looking at me sideways. I've never, you know, done horror. I've never been a drug dealer. You know, I've never, every dime I've ever earned has been honestly, you know, 
and I think that's important that, you know, not when I bring up, I say biker, I, I'm also kind of referring to motorcycle club. Sure. Sure. And, you know, we're in a, we're in an MC. It's not a 1% MC. It's just a regular MC, I suppose. But we're a three-piece patch. Three-piece patch, which is neither here nor there because there's 1%er clubs that have a one-piece patch. It's, but to a to somebody who's not familiar with motorcycle clubs, we look like a motorcycle club, meaning the average Joe Blow public guy who sees us like, yep, they're a motorcycle club. They must have just come from killing or robbing right. a bank. Or... And it's, you know, being in a motorcycle club has nothing to do with being a tough guy. It has nothing to do with being a, a hard ass. You don't have to be able to do a thousand miles a day every day your whole fucking life. You're never asked to do anything that's yeah. illegal. Well, that's a big thing. It's, it's also you're not asked to do anything that's really that fucking hard. You know, you're asked to be yourself yep you're asked to be a man if you're a man well that's kind of crucial that's the crucial part and there's there's mixed sex mcs out there there's men and women in the same mc i mean our mc is all male it doesn't mean that you know that's how it is everywhere but for the most part traditional motorcycle clubs are male organizations and that's you know that's you know i guess a a sensitive subject in certain circles you know well i mean it's you know, it's 2020. Yeah. You know, women women want their piece of the pie, too, and I've got no problem with it. But as far as motorcycle clubs go, for me, it should always be male-driven just because it's, I don't know, like uh, our young friend Shaggy would say, you know, some things will change, but some things can never change. Yeah. Well, and here's a fun little fact about motorcycle clubs. What you got? The Motor Maids. Yeah is one of the longest-running organized motorcycle clubs in, in America. Sure, you know. And that's, that's chicks. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's, and it's not like women haven't had a huge part in the motorcycle club culture, you know, as far as, like, just being old ladies. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they've always been there. You know, they might not get the recognition they deserve because they don't wear a patch, but yeah. they're also important. You know, I know plenty of guys I don't think would be a biker if it was a sausage fest. Well, (laughs) not only that, but I don't know, you know, not to say too much, but I know for a fact that a lot of good guys are supported by a lot of good women. Yeah. You know, and they couldn't do what they do if they didn't have that support. Uh, You know, I want to just touch on something. That's the term biker. Yeah. And, you know, it gets thrown around. It's like, oh, you know. You're a biker. You're he's a biker. That's a biker. Yeah. No, I mean it's just bikers are, are human beings. They're people that happen to yeah. enjoy a two wheeled lifestyle. They they you know, some people look at motorcycles and go, I could die on that. And a biker, you know, a long time ago looked and went, Hey, that's for me. There's there's a source for my existence. Yeah. You know. And you know most of the evolution of biker stereotypes has evolved over the years but it's also been a it's evolved on necessity and function as well yeah i mean you don't wear you know you wear black leather for a reason yeah you you know, you, you, you wear <laughs> leather for a reason you wear leather for a very good reason it protects you from the elements and the occasional road rash we talked about what chain wallets there's a reason you wear a chain there's wallet a reason you wear a chain wallet there's yeah. a reason why you wear boots and not 
you know, right. tennis shoes or sneakers, yeah. whatever you want to call them, you know. I've ridden in sneakers, though. So. Oh, so do I. I. I do it all the time. But then again, also, a good chunk of my left foot's been rubbed off onto the road. <laughs> so I kind of know the reason why you shouldn't. I just choose to not pay attention to that. For I, just, I just never understood those guys out there in flip-flops, shorts, and a T-shirt yeah. wearing, a, wearing a helmet. Yeah. No, I mean, and but, you know, not to be the fucking, you know, gear Nazi and tell people, you know, you got all the gear all the time, you know. Yeah. If you don't have all your gear on, you're a fucking yeah, squid. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, no, it's, but at the same time, there is a reason behind it that you should wear it, you know. But, I mean, I was more talking about, like, just, well, the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, like, being a motorcycle club member isn't, isn't what some people think it is. No. You know, you're not. It's not just constant partying. You know, it's not like I walk into the clubhouse and it's just, you know, hookers and blow all over the fucking place and we're getting wasted. Yeah. Not to say that that might not happen or, you know, it won't happen. There's always a possibility and the day ain't over yet. We got open house tonight. That's right. (laughs) But for the most part, it's more family based. You know, it's like having it's like hanging around with a group of cousins. It's kind of what it feels like. You know, we call ourselves each other brothers, but obviously we're not blood brothers. We have different moms and everything. It's like we're related, but we're not, you know, brothers from another mother, if you will. Well, you know, I think our, for lack of a better term, studio that we've been using for our podcast here, which is the stage in our clubhouse. Yeah. And we've, I mean, today is the first time we've ever done a podcast here, and we're here on a Saturday, so we're probably going to get a little bit of traffic here pretty soon. Yeah, people come and go. But we've done the other ones during the week, and you can see we're still getting traffic in and out yeah. of the clubhouse, and because it's it's not, you know, it's not just a we're getting together to party thing. It's like, no, this is our clubhouse. This is our living room. This is yeah. This you is know, you're in, you're out. You see, second guys, home, second home. Yeah, you know. And so it's been a cool slice of life for a lot of people to see. You know what it's like to be in a club. Well, you. You know, you've seen a slice of just yeah. this little bit of you know, portion of it, but no yeah. hookers, no blow, no, uh, no, we didn't rob any banks today. Not today. Not today. <laughs> I get robbed by banks. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, right. No Interest. Shit. What? what? And just to give everybody a little background now, I guess this is our behind the scenes of the biker's lifestyle. It's, it's sort of like a, just a, you know, explaining stuff because it's, it's so strange to do these podcasts because, you know, it, being part of a club, you're not used to talking about club. your personal life, especially, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 with, yeah, with common people. Everything's always kept so much secretly, and it's not so much that we're doing illegal things. We're doing things where we can't talk about. It's more for our protection. Exactly. You know, that, that patch on your back is, is, is a big fucking target sometimes, you know, whether yeah. it's from law enforcement or whether it's from other clubs or just regular jackass civilians with a grudge yeah the the wannabe yeah the wannabe you know he's oh look what i did you know yeah you keep things quiet you don't say too much you and and when you do these podcasts you're trying so hard not to say too much and you're trying so hard not to give too much away because you don't know what could be taken out of context you don't know what could be you know used against you in a court of law and, uh, you know, it's this podcast is more to try to pull back the veil, <laughs> you know, like we're just two normal guys. Yeah. This podcast was created to give normal guys a voice. Everybody seems to be doing a podcast these days. You know what I mean? There's 
thousands and thousands of different types of podcasts with thousands and thousands of different types of subjects. You know, take a Joe Rogan, right? Joe Rogan's probably got one of the most popular podcasts out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Talks to all sorts of interesting people, everything from comedians to MMA fighters to actors to physicists to scientists. The crackpots. The crack, yeah, crazy motherfuckers, political people, mm. political candidates. Yep. You know, love him or hate him, Joe Rogan's probably got it all figured out. Well, and he seems to have, have, have like set the the pathway for the. He's a got a pretty podcast. he's pretty high high bar. Oh yeah, you very know, much he's so. Pretty high bar, and for me, when I thought about this podcast, I was like, you know what? Most of the people I know are bikers, and most of the bikers I know have an interesting story. You yeah. just got to get it out of them. That's true. You just got to get them talking. And some talk, and some don't. Yeah, you know, and some yeah, some guys are are super secretive. You know, all those. Chisel low bikers, they're not used to telling everybody that's on the internet their business. Right. So it's kind of hard to get them out. Well, it's kind of a, you know, I, th- I think about that sometimes when they, the page, the Facebook page, they, you know, the age old question, that's not a real biker. And I'm like, yeah, I know, the real biker wouldn't be really be posting on here. He's just kind of sitting back going, yeah. You know, Rich kind of reading through, chuckling to himself, you know, because he's got nothing to say, you know. There's yeah. no need to say it here. The real biker probably ain't even <laughs> on Facebook, you know what I mean? We, we, or on an instant fucking gram or whatever. I know we had, we've, there's some people out there that are on the page or have been members that were some yeah. heavy hitters. Oh, yeah, no, in, no, in, 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 there the, are. in the world, yeah. and they're there. But they're not going to fucking. No, no, there's, yeah. there's no sense in it, you know. Yeah, they, they come by a whole different creed. They're, yeah. They're, uh, you know, walk softly, carry a big stick kind of guy. Uh, a lot of times the only reason I even say anything on there is because I'm an admin, and, you know, sometimes yeah. you just sort of have to, you know? Yeah, you know, it's, everybody's like, oh, you seem like a dick online. Oh, I'm not being a dick. I'm just short because I'm not going to sit there and spill my guts to a total stranger about why you can't do a certain thing on a page that I run. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, hey, don't when the, do that. When there's plenty of other pages out there that want to do the shit that you want. and yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's the one thing I like is we try to keep it politically free, which is pretty cool. That's a big part because I don't give a fuck what candidate you support. Chances are they're a douchebag. <laughs> you know? Amen to that, man. Chances are they're not out for your best interest unless you're super poor or super rich. You ain't going to change your lifestyle one fucking day. Yep. Yeah. Old John Rambo said it best. Are you taking weapons? No, then you ain't changing a fucking thing. Then you ain't changing a fucking thing. That's right. So... So we'll just leave it at that. But yeah, fuck politics. Fuck politics. I FTW. Like but um, but you know, uh, so we're in a club. Yeah, and we uh, we both started hanging around the club about the same time, I think. You know, and that's that brings me to an interesting point that I kind of want to ask you because I'm also on a lot of pages that are uh, more geared towards motorcycle club as far as like ins and outs. Uh-huh. Right. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. Oh, here we go. And one of the questions I have for you, since on I know... On the spot question. I, it is on the spot. Right on. And I've been kind of kicking around the idea of asking you, and I knew I was just going to spring it on you, because fuck it. I've done it to you, so go ahead. Right. One of the things that's usually said is that if you're going to be a probate or a, or a prospect for a motorcycle club, you shouldn't do it over a certain age. <laughs> they they say it. They, if you once you get over forty uh-huh. forty five, you shouldn't even think about it because you can't cut out. Well, you you, I you, did. You did. I did. Yeah. And I have to ask, what 
What the fuck was I thinking? Because this was your first club, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. I. Well, this is your first time being a member of a thank club. Thank you. Thank you. I... And this is the first time you seriously, back when you started yeah. to come around, seriously considered being a member of Correct. said club. Correct. I just, you know, you know a backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't really. I'm cutting through the layers here. Yeah. But we'll just um, leave it at that. Yeah. And... Um. So what brought you to, at a certain age, to say, you know what, I'm going to fucking probate for a motorcycle club? <laughs> knowing, so, knowing full well that you have a disadvantage because the other guys are younger and they're at a certain age or a certain level of life where they're going to go fucking balls to the walls and you kind of are, are past that. I came through, uh, came through meeting a lot of the different clubs, well, years ago out east. That's... Uh, a private story, uh, <clears throat> through A-Beta, Wisconsin. Yeah. And when you're in A-Beta, Wisconsin, you, you meet a lot of people because it's all about members, you know, with yeah. A-Beta and keeping people aware of what's going on with motorcycle rights. And I met a lot of club members. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, A-Beta's great. I, I, yeah. I, I, there are a lot of great people in that organization. They work tirelessly. They're one of the... Uh, the forerunners in, in the country with motorcycle rights organizations, A-Beta Wisconsin is tops. But they just didn't offer what I was looking for, which is a little more brotherhood, something a, yeah. little, a little more traditional. Yeah. And I uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm tough. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can yeah. do that. I said, I certainly can't fight anymore. You know, I can't do any of that shit. I've but. seen you bash the fucking hood in on a fucking S10 before in a bar parking lot, though. He did have a dent the next day. It would have been <laughs> that or his head. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I just, I was like, okay, Chris, you know, let's bring it to the next level. Let's. Well, because I say it because it, in my opinion, which is worth nothing, but. It's your opinion, brother. It is my opinion. And just like my asshole, I have one of them, That's too. Right. <laughs> and they all stink, brother. They all do, <laughs> especially mine. But, you know, it. For me, a guy who's coming around a motorcycle club who's like in his twenties or thirties, he's not—he's not going to have to really push himself. I mean, he's going to have to push himself. He's going to have to do a lot of things, but just simple physical age, physical <laughs> being like he can—he's got the endurance. Yeah. When you reach a certain age, your endurance level falls off. I'm experiencing that right now. You know what I mean? There's a big difference between me three years ago and me now. You know, yeah, yeah. you get to that age where things just don't work like they should. And for a guy to say, you know what? Sure, I'm considered over the hill or whatever you want to call it. I'm in the later years of life, whatever you want to say. To say, yep, you know what? I'm going to fucking join a motorcycle club. And I'm going to give it my all. And I'll be honest with you probably one of the best probates this club has ever seen i thought you were well either way but it takes it takes a lot to yeah, do that. A, there's a lot of effort into it you know uh, it takes a lot well just a lot of self-dedication yeah a lot of discipline goes into that yeah it's not easy it's i mean i don't care what club you're probating for if it's easy you're in the wrong fucking club uh, yeah it was we were it was different then i remember uh every time i saw a former member He'd tell me every time, uh, there's no way I'm going to let you in my fucking club. I'm yep. not going to do it. You're never going to get my vote. 
And I heard that for months on end. <laughs> yeah, you know, for all those people out there thinking about joining a motorcycle club or whoever talked about it or wondered what it was like, you will have certain members that will give you shit every time they see you. You'll have certain members that will bust your balls and try so fucking hard to get you to say uncle, to try to get you to fucking turn in your fucking your probate or prospect vest, whatever you got, you know, the, 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 their their goal is to break you down to the absolute lowest point you can possibly get to. And you just have to ask yourself, how bad do you want it? Yeah. And it, yeah, I, I, I personally fucking love those guys. Yeah, I do. They, yeah. They make you stronger. I can't be that guy. I'm not that mean. I've never, I've never busted a probate or anybody that hard before i because i don't know it's just not in me it's not my nature to bust i only did balls. one and we interviewed him the other night <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i kind of yeah. lost it on we kind of yeah we yeah but he he lends it to himself sometimes well but. yeah we had fun with him <laughs> yeah we did but it was all in, it just said it's just all in fun but you in, know? in answer to your question though to just to offer a little more um i had a chance to join the military when i was younger i didn't mm. i went in a different direction but I was partying a lot then too. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's regret, but it's it's a it's a what if you know what yeah. if I had done? I mean, my my father passed away recently. It was the family joke for years. Uh, he was a chief petty officer in the Navy, and uh, it was a joke for years that he raised me and my older brother like we were in boot camp. Yeah, and you know, we, for lack of a a better simile, no, yeah, he did. It was like I was in boot camp, so Dad raised me pretty tough. Yeah. And uh, instilled a lot of that in. And I know you've met my father when, yeah. he, when he was alive. Yeah, was, he's good man, tough man. He was a tough man. Yeah, he was. He's get, just... Getting old Ken to talk about anything feeling-wise was real tough to get it out of him. But. He, he's just that that type of generation where, you know, yeah, you, sand and grit. Yep. You know, sand and grit. That, yep. that guy was tough as nails. So, I mean, he's a lot of inspiration for me to be able to get through the experience of uh, being in a motorcycle club, but I don't know. I mean, I, it was tough. It was physically and mentally demanding. It was challenging, yeah. but by the same token, I learned a lot through the process. Sure. Uh, for one, I gained uh, the brotherhood of, of, of somebody, you know, I can't take that away. Um, I mean, shit, you know, we, we bonded like you really, yeah. you can't possibly bond. Unless we you came from two different like worlds. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. You were an A bait, and I was just some goofball fucking going around riding motorcycles, bar hopping. Yeah, but we both love bikes. I couldn't even spell A bait. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you know, and it's and that's just I guess my point is that no matter how old you are, no matter what background you come from, there's a spot for you in this lifestyle of bikerism. Well, nobody tries to ride. change you, man. Just, no, just fuck no. be be who you are, you know. Yeah. Embrace that. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I can't tell a story right now. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it's just you know, it's like well, okay. And everybody experiences motorcycle clubs differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can you can have two different. You can have two guys from the same motorcycle club, and their experience coming up is going to be different than each other's. You know, because. What motorcycle clubs do is they they break you down in a sense where they're going to find out who you are as a person. Sure, and you're going to find out who they are in the process, too. Right, and you're going to find out who they are. You're going to know who the dick is right away. Sure are. You're going to know who the guy is that's Turns cool. out it's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to find out who the cool guy is. Who, who's the guy that's going to help you out? 
You know, yep, you're yep. going to find out who the guy who doesn't show up a lot. Mm-hmm. You're going to find out the guy that puts in extra work. You know, the guy that doesn't maintain his bike. Yep, you're going to. F- yep, those guys that you know are always constantly having to break out a zip tie from time to time. Yeah, you know, you're going to find out those guys. So I think in it's in a motorcycle club setting, it's it's just a learning experience when you first join. You know, you're learning who you are, you're learning who they are, you're learning what you want out of it. Sure. You know, because you could think one thing about the club when you join, or when you start to join, rather. Yeah. And then by the time you get your patch, it's totally different fucking setting. Yeah. You know, because you're just like, wow, I've, I've, I, I couldn't even imagine what I learned before I learned it. Well, I didn't even know I was going to learn these yeah, things. I, yeah, and... If anybody's listening out there that's part of a club or been through the process, then you know. And those that, that haven't gone through and done it, there's nothing that we could possibly say that would give you the understanding from our perspective of what that yeah. is. And I, I mean, it's you know, it's not like I, I know everything about it. I'm Fuck just no. talking just from experience and talking to other guys but about it. But you learn. Yeah, you learn so much. And one thing I learned real early on as a prospect, as a probate, was when you're with a group of patched brothers and you're a probate, speaking only reminds them that you're there. Yep. Shut your fucking mouth. I wish there was like a camouflage that you could wear. And oh my god. Well, you know, I mean, it. You want to do your best, and you want to show that you want it, and you want to show that you're a team player. Yep. Yep. But at the exact same time, you don't want to try to shine too goddamn bright because somebody's going to try to dull that shine real That's goddamn quick. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Do what you're told really fucking well, but don't try to go above and beyond because it might not work out for you. Yeah. Just... Or then again, they might will, or it, it might, it might. Yeah. You know that whole thing. Like, have you ever fucking? you know, done this or that, and somebody says no, and you say, well, that's why they won't remember your name. Yeah. You know, sure, you can be a star, you can be a rock star, better know what the fuck you're doing, though. Yeah. You better not try to come fake and try to do it, you know, oh, try to be a Billy Badass, and you're not Billy Badass, because that's going to get found out real quick. So, (laughs) you know, it's... No, that's one thing that being around bikers lends itself very well, is, is the bullshit rises real quick. Yeah. And you figure out whose whose pockets are full of turds. And yeah, <laughs> that's true. And you know. it finds out, you know, it's you also find out what you want out of it. Because yeah. you might think you want one thing and come to find out not only did you not want it, but you wanted something totally different. Well, and that's why when it comes to guys joining one club and going to another, that's common. We've seen guys in our club as well as a lot of the clubs that we know around here that they yeah. get in, it's not for them, and they don't. And you yeah. know what? That's okay, too. Yeah, it's totally. It, look, nobody nobody comes into a club ex- knowing exactly what to expect. Right. Like, you have an idea, but you don't know exactly what's going to happen, how you're going to feel, how other people are going to treat you once you become a patch member, because that's kind <laughs> of awkward in some situations. You know, this guy that's been riding your ass for a year or whatever – now all of a sudden your guys are on relatively level playing field. Yeah. You know, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to, how is he going to treat you now? How are you going to treat him? Yeah. This guy's been up your ass for the past year to get him a fucking beer and then telling you to get him another one because that one was too warm. I had a private talk with, with one such brother. <laughs> yeah. And I had said, uh, look, 
I haven't been at the table too long, but I earned the fucking right to be here. Yeah. yeah. And we left it at that, and everything was fine. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, for me, it's it was sort of... I just came on, and, you know, and guys would try to still bust my balls once I got my patch, and I just fucking, hey, fuck you. Yep. And I just walk away. <laughs> like, fuck you, what yeah. are you going to do now? Yeah, <laughs> I've got my patch. You want to fight? Bring it the fuck on. <laughs> I'll knock your fucking ass yeah, out. It's you know? it's just Why we have boxing gloves behind the bar, brother. Yeah, it's a men's <laughs> club for a reason. That's right. You know, you deal with it the man way. <laughs> yeah. You ever get hit in the nuts when you're not looking, you know? <laughs> I've been hitting the nuts so many times when I wasn't looking. Yeah. yeah. And I've hit people in the nuts when they weren't looking. But, you know, it is what it is. Hey, i got to ask you, this is new. What do you think of the faggoty-ass lights now at the bar? I kind of, it's it's nice because it, it adds a certain level of sophistication. <laughs> you know, we got these LED lights, and it gives kind of an underglow to the bar, and it's it's kind of nice because I feel kind of upscale. Ooh, ooh. Okay. And, but Craft, at the exact same time. Craft beer right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just exactly it. You know, we already got the, what do they call them, Edison lights? Yeah, the Edison lights, that's right. And it kind of gives a nice soft glow to everything. I know I've got these same lights in my lanai in Florida. I got the same lights hanging up over my deck at home. There you go. It They're festive, nice, aren't they? Nice ambience. I, I like them. They're nice ambience. Chicks like them. Chicks <laughs> like them. But I'm not really taking on these faggoty-ass lights underneath the counter. I don't know. I, <laughs> the guy who installed them is just laughing. I like his. Ken, faggot. did you did you did you put these <sighs> in there on your own? What? Those faggoty ass lights. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I like the faggy lights. All right. I, so one one vote for the faggoty ass lights. One vote against the faggoty ass lights. <laughs> now our gay membership is no longer listening to us because we used to sit down and say hello to the. You want to talk to? You want to talk to people? You want to talk to people? Yeah. Explain your faggy lights to everyone. <laughs> this is Mongo. We might have to reboot him every now and then because he like gets the same sentence over and over and over. Mongo, so tell us a story. It'll be a soft boot, so Dirty will just sort of teeter you have to talk a little into that way. microphone right there. Okay. Not relatively close, not super close. It's perfect, okay. right where it is. There you go. There it is. Okay. Yeah. So what? What? Tell us a story about what? What's it like being a Marine? <sighs> well. Thank you very much. All right. So now you've been in the. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, it was the boot camp was hard, and I actually had. Who would have thought Marine boot camp would be hard? We it, just had Boomer on. He said it was super. He easy. said it was easy as he hell. He said it was so easy. Well, where did you well, go? Well, I went to San Diego. I so was, did he. But, so did he. But I oh, got shit. injured. It was I got easy injured. for him, but hard for you. I got injured for. You must have been that guy. <laughs> no, I got injured for a month, so I ended up staying extra for one month. Oh yeah. What'd you do? Yeah. What happened? What happened? Uh, my uh, ankles blew up, basically. And like stress fractures? Yeah, ideal, like or? stress fractures. A lot of guys oh, get stress fractures. A lot yeah. of guys get, I mean, there's guys that, I mean, hell, they broke their, literally, like, popped their knee out of oh, place. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, there'd been, there'd been this guy there that I, when I got there, he'd been there for over a year. Oh, jeez. Trying rehabilitation. to get it right or just, just got fucked up that bad? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, trying to be a Marine and... He was in medical, what we call medical rehabilitation platoon, and or MRP for short, and they pretty much, you know, try to get re- re- rehabilitated, get back into training, finish your, you know, six months or two months or three months or whatever phase you were at, and then pretty much become a Marine. That's that's usually what it takes, but a lot of guys 
they got the heart. They want to beat it. They want to get into it. They want to yeah. do it. And but it's it's difficult because sometimes the guys, you know, they're so injured that they can't even. They literally cannot walk. I well, mean, for a lot of guys. Well, yeah, and that's a lot of the guys that I met. That was their lifelong dream, and I yeah, I seen guys six months, you know, three months. I was only there for a month, but that, that's still. And one of the guys that was in my platoon was literally like we were talking two weeks before graduation yeah. two weeks couldn't and he was walking on crutches and a, and senior commander looked at him he goes what what's up with you and he explained to him and he goes well you might not be in mrp you know you can't graduate yeah so and he and it hurt because he was like man i got two weeks left all i want to do is graduate my platoon i said don't worry about it dude You'll get healed. When you get healed, you got two weeks, and they'll... they'll so they'll it you. sounds like it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> so well, in 1996, yeah, it was hard because 1996, yeah. they never... They didn't... They still... You could still haze recruit, basically. Yeah. You didn't and, get the card? Who were talking about card? new guys get a card? Well, that's the Army crap. Is Marines, that Army crap? That's Army stuff. Marines never... Marines never hear of stress cards. Oh, stress well, cards. I don't really, know. Are you saying the? Boomer I don't know. I've never been in the service, so I don't Bo- know. Boomer was lying then. Well, I don't know how the, it army, works. the army always got. <laughs> he says that the Marines don't have a stress card. We don't get. St- we never got stress cards. Get the boxing gloves. Here we go. They do now. Oh, now they do. Yeah, now they do now. Uh, Somebody please fact check us out there. First of all, on the biker's lifestyle. Go ahead. Once again, everything said on the biker's lifestyle is one hundred percent factual. Don't need to Google it at all. It's all factual. Well, okay. So, okay I, guess, I, I guess philosophy difference. I, I haven't heard anything about that, so I don't really don't know. But you didn't have one for sure. Oh God, no. No, I, no. They rode your ass, and you had to eat shit. Yeah, pretty much. Right. It, on. I mean, it was. So what not year ba- were you in? I was in ninety six. Ninety six to what? Oh, not uh, two thousand nine. Oh. I was in thirteen years. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So what did you do in the in the Marines? Yeah. What or? was your MOS? I was a thirty five, thirty three. Motor vehicle operator, basically a glorified truck driver. That's, well, about, <laughs> that's about the only way to put it. You're a glorified truck driver. Well, at the same well, time, yeah. it's it's glorified because people are trying to shoot you and then and they kill drive, you. And those things drive over bombs. Yeah, that, yeah. That well, you got IEDs, go Iraq. You had IEDs. You had you know IEDs. So you were in the Marines when the towers went down. Yeah, I was in the Marine Corps when the towers went down. I was in North Carolina when the towers went down. So for a guy who was in the Marines. And you're, I'm, I'm going to assume you watched it on television like the rest of the country. We, we heard about it on the news. We didn't, we heard about it on the radio. Yeah. We were, all of a sudden we start hearing, you know, a plane goes in the Twin Towers. And we're like, what, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, um, next thing you know, somebody actually brought in a TV. Found, like we had a TV in one of the break rooms for the guys who spent the night for on duty and stuff like that yeah they brought it in and they plugged it in and actually got it found a channel that was before hd came out and uh yeah we found the channel we watched it and then we started seeing the towers go down and then they started explaining why and the whole base went on a whole full the whole base went on pretty much a full lockdown it was pretty much i mean every vehicle had to be searched every vehicle had to be checked not going out, but going in. That was that was a pain. I think if they pretty much told us if you don't have to go off base, don't go off base. So what was the? Because uh, obviously you were in the Marines pre nine eleven. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did the vibe change after that? The vibe changed pretty much after that when... <sighs> it really didn't change, per se. Well, I mean, I guess you're in the Marines. Right. So you're obviously dedicated, well, obviously your life well, to let, service let, to the country. Let, but I mean, like... Let, 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 let's put it to you this way. In 96, from 96 yeah. till 2001, before the towers went down... It was all about training, getting right. prepared, getting, preparing, preparing for war, eventuality, going to war, going to deployments. My deployments from 96 to 2000 was, okay, I'd be in country in the United States for a year and a half, basically. Yeah. Year and a half, you had training, you know, 29 Palms. I was in California. I was an artillery. I was with a, attached with an artillery battery. So pull string, go boom, big guns like that. Yeah. Um, we go to like 29 Palms. Camp Pendleton for like a week, a month camp or you know, 29 Palms, maybe do some other, you know, training exercises, stuff like that. And for pretty much a year and a half, maybe six months, six months before our deployment, we did some readiness training, some type of non, non-lethal training for like batons, non-lethal uh, weapons training, pepper spray. Uh, what is it? Beanbag rounds, M203, ball ball right. rounds, yeah, stuff like that. For like, uh, if we had to clear out an embassy. Or so something after like that. after the towers went down, the training got a little the, more. The training got more shifted towards because we were we were starting to go towards Afghanistan. We were starting yeah. to hit the Taliban. Um, you know, we were starting to hit more and more of the Taliban invading Afghanistan, then Bush brought up about the Iraq so did you get deployed to Afghanistan no I didn't get deployed to Afghanistan I was at the time when 9-11 happened I was in a non-deployable unit oh okay and then after I transferred over to my other unit that's when I but I went into Iraq I didn't go into what year did you go to Iraq oh four oh four and then turned around in oh seven oh six Oh five and oh nine. So that's kind of the height of the uh, insurgency then. Yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad, bad, bad time. That was a bad, bad time. Was was it was it a bad time? <laughs> that was. Well, that was the thing was I drivers got hit all the time. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Well, no drivers drivers got hit. IEDs were were common and roadside bombs are no joke. Uh, no, no yeah, joke, man. Yeah, I had no, four no friends doubt. who were killed because of an IED. Yeah, I mean that's and and I had a lot of friends who were killed because of an IED. I mean it's and it's it's basically you hit, you don't know you you look for the signs, but if you're driving thirty five miles an hour. Yeah. If you're driving 25, 35 miles an hour in that split second, you have to determine whether that material or something there, the telltale sign, is, is going to be something you got to determine whether that's a bomb or that's a piece of trash. Right, right. And they've obviously improved. I mean, back in my last deployment, they improved immensely, you know, but they were still running, the insurgents were still running fake, fake, sure. IED, fake IEDs and real ones because they wanted to get the idea of how long your training time is and a lot of times yeah that's all it is so uh let's 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 put the bus forward here a little now so you, okay you, 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 you get out of the military we yeah. like to make it dark thank sometimes. you thank you very much for your service man. oh yeah absolutely thank you very much brother. You're, i mean as, as far as as far as i'm concerned speaking solely for myself 
Mm-hmm. People like you, not just Marines, but any kind of servicemen. Yeah. Whether it's Navy, man, woman, Army, even the Marine, pirates, doesn't the matter. Guard. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You're a, a step above me, as far as a real American. I'm just. Uh, you know, and I know I don't I don't expect well, you to agree to that, but I'm just saying right. as far as I'm concerned, right. you're you're fucking super brave, because I have never joined something where they said, hey, there's a whole bunch of people that want to kill you right now. We're gonna send you over to their fucking country, go stop them. Yeah, you know what? I've never done that. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's but that's I've never driven down the road where it's like, is that garbage can gonna explode and kill me and all my friends? Yeah. I've never done that. You have. Yeah. So yeah. you're a fucking hero in my book. Yeah. And, like, Tank's going to get to, we're going to get past that because, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You did it. Yeah. We thank you. Yeah. That's... Well, let's cheer this up. We got the we got your gay lights going over here. <laughs> yeah. The festive yeah, mood the fa- in the clubhouse. Fag- faggity ass. Faggity ass. Faggity ass. Faggity, faggity ass, ass lights. lights YouTube's going to block this video because we just said fag, but it's fine. Oh, wow. I don't think our gay listeners care. All so, yeah. None of them. So, fast forward, I got out in 09. Yeah. Um, it's called service limitations. I got basically I didn't make it to the next rank. I was a sergeant E five. So wow. I was supposed to make staff sergeant in thirteen years. Didn't make it. I got in a little trouble when I was a sergeant. Oh, so well, you happen. got in trouble? Really? Yeah, You're yeah, so I nice and calm uh, and cool well, and calm and collective. So anyway, how'd you come to the club? Yeah. How did I come to the club? Well, basically the abbreviated version. The abbreviated version of it. Well, basically, I got a Harley. Well, no, honestly, I uh, I rode Harleys. I started riding Harley, bought a Harley in Florida, and then um, I was been missing a lot in 2006 or no, excuse me, 2015, 15, 15, something like that. After I got, well, yeah, one of them years. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, after 2009, I was missing. I was missing the brother because it kind of sucks because. You, you hang out with a group of guys, you hang out with a platoon of guys, and then everything else, and you get used to them, you, you learn about your families and everything else, and you miss the brotherhood and camaraderie, and when I rode bikes, it was it was cool because a lot of the guys rode bikes in the military and stuff yeah. like that, so there was camaraderie there. Oh, you knew you knew a few of uh, some guys from a club up in Madison. Yeah, similar guys guys yeah. that I knew too through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I knew a lot of guys up there. Yeah, and uh, I moved down here to to uh, Janesville because it was cheaper, basically. It is cheap living. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it is. And uh, I got a bike, and then after that, I started seeing you know a lot of you guys, you know, with the club and stuff. Looked into one club, but it was more that was more military, but that wasn't they weren't like out. Anyway, doing out in the community. Moving on. So moving on from there, and I hung out, started hanging out with you guys, and you guys were a perfect fit. Yeah, you still joined us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know that's the thing is, you guys. Actually, got, yeah, I knew you for all of shit, a day and a half, two days, and me, me and you were on a ride. Yeah. With other club members, obviously, you were. I, fuck, you weren't even technically a hangaround. You were just some dude from the bar. Tagging along. Yeah, And we went along. like yeah. 600 miles in one direction in to Iowa. a hotel. Yeah. Got hammered-ass fucking drunk. Yeah, I remember that Friday Throwing night. rib bones off fucking <laughs> balconies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a good time. Wasn't that when uh, a certain probate had his... Ni- 
passed out in a bathroom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Marker yeah. on the face with a big dick, didn't realize it, went down for breakfast the next day. And yeah. Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big marker dick on his head. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. yeah, we went through a lot of Beautiful. Liquor. Yeah, there was, there, was, there, was one, <clears throat> there was one gentleman there that, that, yeah. that we were talking. He got a penis drawn on him. Let's just point it out. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm not talking that one. I'm talking oh. about the other guy who we we're sitting there talking to him, and he's outside drunker and shit, and he's got to pee, and he pees next to the artificial oh, plant. Oh, yeah. Oh, the guy that pissed on the artificial plant? Yeah. 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 Just having a count. It it looks real when you're drunk. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) In the pool place of all places. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there was another guy that was peeing on other guys. So Uh, it was kind of weird, too. It just got weird, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes in the biker's life, it gets weird. Yeah, it does get weird. But a dude stands next to you and says, hey, hold on, don't move. Move. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keyword, move. When he says, look at this, don't look. Yeah. So do you so yeah. you like do you like being in the motorcycle club world? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It it was new to me at first and it was something it took me a minute to get used to. But the biggest yeah. thing is is most of the guys uh most of the people in the military miss the camaraderie, miss the brotherhood. Well that seems to be a that, that seems and, to be a, and that's a common sense, yeah. uh consensus with especially a lot of M C clubs. You know, yeah. I mean, it's especially nowadays. I see a lot more vet clubs popping up. Yeah, yeah. Which you know is awesome. You know, cool. You know, I've got zero problem. I mean, more the merrier, in my opinion. But neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I see a lot of a lot of vet clubs popping up. Yeah. Or not? I don't want to say popping up because that sounds bad. But I see well, yeah, a lot of vet clubs forming. For forming, yeah. It, it's, and yeah, yeah. But I, there's other clubs out there that have been. They've been around for quite a while now. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, but you see the members a lot of times, especially veterans from both Afghanistan and Iraq War. Yeah. That are coming to, because they miss the camaraderie and stuff. A lot of the guys that I talked to, and, uh, matter of fact, when I ended up going to the hospital one time in the VA, and, because I had a mental issue. Yeah. And the guy looked at me and he goes, you know, what do you do to relax? And I told him, I said, ride a bike yeah and he goes seriously i was like yeah man jump on a bike you don't jump on a bike and go man just drive ride i was like you got, ain't got no care in the world you just ride well you know that oh, not, not dying thing well no but it, it, yeah. it, it it's not a dying thing you guys, but it's, it's but, but you clear your mind i hate it's to like, say it riding know? a motorcycle is kind of like, like meditation yeah basically you know? that's i agree and it, it, it is it is in a sense i mean i mean do i think of it as meditation am i zen i i don't know no but but i'm doing something for however long the tank of gas lasts me to get yeah. away from everything else in my life and i can just zone the fuck out not think about bills or yeah did i do all the chores the old lady wanted me to well, do I, you know i've had people shit years ago ask me aren't you afraid when you get on a motorcycle i'm like no you know i said i'm not afraid but every single damn time i put my leg over i'm i know that there's something that can happen but you know what that's that's my that's my fear no and i'm in control of it yeah I'm in control I, of the bike i've, I've I, here's yeah. the thing i have control over that when i'm the, on the only bike. time i worry about riding a motorcycle is when i'm not riding a motorcycle you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When I sit and think about it, oh man, I fuck, I was going pretty hard back that last fucking stretch of fucking highway, man. I should probably slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or man, I really took some risks on that road. Mm-hmm. It's after the fact. It's never while I'm doing it. Yeah. While I'm on that fucking machine, it's the perfect. How do I say this? It's the perfect headspace. Yeah. 
and basically zero just fear, clear, zero yeah. fucking care in the world. I yeah. am just out there in the wind, total fucking harmony. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's you know you know obviously beneficial to people that have done things and seen things that are hard to sometimes live with. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. which is unfortunately part of being a soldier is yeah. you're going to see some things and do yeah. some things that are hard to live with after the fact. Right. And that's, and, and yeah, it's, but yeah, that's to me, riding my bike, listening, especially hanging with you guys or just riding by myself. It, it's my happy place. It's a Zen place. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy it more because to me, it gives me that stress relief to just, okay. Yeah, I can't remember too much because I was really drinking heavily when you probated, but <coughs> I'm still drinking heavily. We, yeah. We were, I didn't fuck with you too bad, did I? Tank I don't sober. think so. No, oh, you didn't do that. Okay. No, tank sober now. Yeah, tank sober. I'm sober. I'm, yeah, I'm sober. Both now. you guys are sober. Yeah, April third will be one shit. year. No, not at all, man. I'm a piece of shit. I'd still be drinking if my liver could do it. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing is, is I noticed that when I was drinking, I'd have a lot of issues on the bike. And that was causing a lot of issues with me keeping up and doing what I had to do and stuff like that. Slowing the fuck down on yeah, turns. Yeah, slowing it down on turns Jesus and shit like that. Christ. Luckily for me, I'm an amazing rider. And I <laughs> I realized after that, I was like, you know what? And maybe, very humble. Very, yeah, very humble. And humble. I realized yeah, after that, yeah. I was like, man, maybe I should, when I should stop drinking this last year. Matter of fact, last year, I was, I was keeping up no problem. I was, and Laura, my, my wife, and she's like... I expect you to slow. Nope, didn't even do that. Just kept right out of going with the flow. Yeah, yeah, just hang with the guys and well, and it's getting better and better every time. And I'd get up in the morning and Donna said, "You, you went and got yourself a burger last night." I did. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you you got on the bike and like one in the morning went to McDonald's and got a Big Mac. I'm like, well, there you go. Fuck, I don't remember it, and that's yeah. I meet people that, that's, sometimes. That's bad, folks. Yeah, that's yeah, bad. Yeah, that's bad. When you that's don't bad. remember that, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, I did, didn't I? It's like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, boy. When you have to ask, you know. Yeah, when you have to ask and look around and go, oh, What yeah. happened? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I was I was starting to pass out and play, knock myself out. and uh, well, well, But that's my deal, you know? Well, yeah, here's the thing, yeah. and I, I say this all the time, you know, being in a lifestyle where drinking is encouraged, because let's be honest, if in a lot of in a lot of ways drinking's encouraged when you're around a lot of guys that do a lot of drinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I know yeah, I'm trying yeah. to like PC it up as much as I can. You know? <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I mean, but uh, it's part of being a man. Exactly. Do a shot, pussy. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that's, that's the old saying. It's, you know. Yeah. And and believe it or not, I grew up in that society too. Where well, yeah, uh, you were a marine. I mean, some of yeah. the hardest drinkers I know were marines. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, but there's yeah, but you know, it's like those guys. I mean, they go a hundred and ten percent. They are getting after it in every respect of the word, whether it's war or whatever. They're getting fucking after it. Yeah. And uh, at some point, I am fully aware of this now. And I, I try to tell people this. At some point, you have to stop. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it's that whole story, the brightest star burns out. You know, at some point, you got to take a break. You got to take a step back and say, I got to slow the fuck down. Yeah. And I, I hold nothing against anybody who stops yeah. or, or quits drinking or doing whatever. 
Because yeah. at some point, you got to stop. Oh, well, and that's the thing is, what really woke me up. I was 46 years old, and I have a, I have a freaking heart attack. Yeah. That was right before I bought the bike in Florida. Month, wow. Yeah, that, that was well, like, yeah, I woke up, and all of a sudden, go to work like normal, and felt something weird going on, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to work. Yeah, this don't feel right. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't like the normal, like, the little palpitation. Every heart attack is different, and this one was really weird. Couldn't breathe, and... Didn't even have the chest pains going on, but later on, yeah, I had chest pains and everything else, and yeah, full-blown heart attack, and well, not full-blown, but I come out with two clogged arteries, put two stents in me, and I'm like, holy crap. Anytime they have to, like, repair your heart yeah. is a big deal. Yeah, and it's, and even now with me, it's, you know, looking at the doctors and stuff like that, they're like, well, you're at 40, you know, you're about this percentage and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. everything else, and it's like, okay. We're well, gonna, we're going to give you more medication to help slow your heart rate down to help improve your heart. And I was like, oh, okay, but you got to stop this and this and this and this in order to do that. I'm like, well, okay, well that makes sense. Well, at the end of the day, yeah, here we are, yeah, at the clubhouse. Yep, exactly. Pre-partying before the party, getting ready mm -hmm. for open house, yeah. doing yeah. a podcast. Yep, life is good. Life is good. So. Yeah. On that note, you got anything you want to tell the people of the interwebs? <laughs> Any sort of wisdom you've you've picked up along the ways in your travels? Wisdom from Mongo. Mongo wisdom. Mazdo, Mondo, uh, Mongo. You can't wisdom. even say it. Close oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like um, okay. Well, for for I'll, just I'll, never forget where you come from. There you go. That, right that's honestly the best advice I ever got was never that's forget where you come from. Fucking that's good badass. advice, man. Because honestly, if you don't, because that's the whole reason why I came back to Wisconsin. It doesn't. It doesn't top gophers. Don't be a douchebag. But that's okay. That's it, a hard one to top. So I don't feel. It bad. is hard to top. Don't I couldn't top that. You, you know, but that's the thing is the one that really, and I got to show this. What are you showing? You know, we have to wrap up a second time now. <laughs> That's fine. The chain? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody keeps asking me, why do you buy, Why do you have a dog chain on your wallet? And For like, those that are just listening, <laughs> he's got a big-ass quarter-inch chain on his wallet. Mine's a dog chain as well. They're cheaper than the biker chain. Yeah, they are. And Tank has a collar. <laughs> no, mine was a, an actual leash. Is it a leash? Yeah. That's an actual it's leash. It's way smaller than Mongo's. Mongo yeah, has Mongo's is like a, chain a big fence. chain. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, you go to farm. Mongo gives everybody chain envy in the world. you got to have a real strong belt to wear that chain. you got to be a you. man's man. No, you got to have a real strong wallet. I had to build my, I had to make my own wallet. In order Mongo to, makes wallets. Yeah, I had side. to make my own wallet. No, just so, my wallet. If you need a wallet, get a hold of Mongo. Right on. So Mongo says, Strong wallets. don't uh, always remember where you came from. Remember yeah. where you came from? I say, uh, uh, fucking, don't die. And don't. Then, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Once again, all three, hopefully four now, of our followers. Yes. And uh, keep in mind, the most dangerous part in your motorcycle is the nut that connects the handlebars to the seat. Thanks a lot from the Biker's Lifestyle Podcast. Don't be a douchebag. Fuck you. <laughs>